Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Chilling and Killing with me, Jade. And me, John. And welcome back, guys, for the fourth week running in a row. Yeah, so how's your week been? Oh, it's been all bad. I, I don't know why you're asking. We spend lockdown together. Exactly. How's we your, live in the same house. How's your coronavirus lockdown been? It has been okay, oh. I suppose. Looking forward to freedom soon? I'm looking forward to you going back to work. Are you looking forward to go back to work? I, I can't wait to go back to work. When will but that look, be? I don't know. Not 100% sure. Which, oh, well, that's fabulous. I'm looking forward to you going out getting drunk, though. Wow. And then going to TGI's as well. Oh, 18th. yeah, guys, we've booked, um, oh we booked God, TGI's for the 18th <laughs> of July when it opens back. I think it opens back up on the 15th of July in Scotland. So we've booked to go on the 18th and we cannot wait. Says me, chicken strip. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, apparently the Brayhead store only is open for, like, collecting, collect. Collect and collect. Collect and collect. I think it's called collect and collect. And we don't drive, so that doesn't happen. That's quite miserable, actually. Maybe if you just let me bike there, I would have done that. I didn't know that was an option. You didn't ask me. I didn't know that was an option. Mate, biking for TGIs is definitely something I'd do. I honestly had no idea that was an option, otherwise that's what we'd have had for dinner tonight. So anyway, guys, so the recording that you heard um, just before we started chatting was of Amanda Berry, and she is one of the victims of Ariel Castro, and he is this week's episode, or who this is, who this is, why can't I speak? 
because you didn't you're trying to actively Who this avoid. week's episode is based on. Yeah, but you're trying to actively avoid the word subject. Yeah. So your brain just melted a little I just bit because I said subject twice and you're like, no, 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 so, to start off with our story today, we're going to tell you about Ariel Castro's first victim, and her name is Michelle Knight. So, Michelle was born in April of 1981. She grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and when she was a young girl, Michelle wanted to pursue a career as a firefighter, and then she later changed her mind and she wanted to become a vet. John, what did you want to be when you were younger? Probably depends when you ask me. Right, example, okay. when I was like 1 to 10 soldier when I was like 10 to 13 policeman when I was 13 to 16 porn star but still a policeman a wow. policeman porn star wow yeah that's wow. what happened as you grow older teenage hormones exactly. everywhere there <laughs> I don't believe the fact that you were maybe like one and a half and you were like soldier <laughs> I, I definitely was because you're playing your wee toy soldier and you're like bang 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 I'm gonna be that guy and then like when you're online and you see the bang 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 you go punster i wanted to be a spy after watching spy kids because i thought why not but i also wanted them to be my mum and dad as well because they were cool as fuck see i also kind of want to be a samurai but then i realized like they don't really get paid hmm well learning so much about each other during lockdown you've changed michelle was only four foot seven inches and for anyone that actually knows me personally, I am taller than that, so thank you very much. Just by before you much? start, it doesn't matter how much, John. By how much? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Answer, the question. I, Answer the it question. Answer the question. Do you know what? We'll just put it to a, a poll on our Instagram, okay? But anyway, but we, we did both share that nickname, Shorty. When Michelle was 17, she told her mother that she'd been assaulted at school. Michelle soon left after becoming pregnant. She gave birth to a baby boy that she names Joey. But when he was a toddler, he was taken into foster care because her mother's boyfriend got drunk and fractured Joey's knees. What an absolute fucking piece of shit. Yeah, like, how does that even happen? Like, I honestly, I bet you, I bet you she ended up staying with him afterwards as well. I really hope not. I hope not too. Also, but... do you believe he was called Joey after Friends? Because Friends were really popular at that time. Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's not a bad name. It's a great I love name. It. I love it. How you doing? How are you doing? Oh, that's much better than mine. I thought so too, thank you. Give it again, give it again. See my pants fall off. How are you doing? Oh my God, they did. You're welcome. They did. You're welcome. Michelle Knight was the first girl to be taken by Castro. She'd been offered a ride by Castro on the 23rd of August, 2002. Uh, Random fact alert. Halle Berry became the first black actress to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for that. I feel like enriched for that. Well, so obviously I was like researching for the podcast and stuff, and I just thought, like, what else happened in two thousand and two? I just googled and obviously Buzzfeed came up. So I just thought, well, yeah, that's then the you went down one. a rabbit hole. Just went down the rabbit hole. So, I'm pretty sure it was Monster Balls or Monsters. Never Balls. seen or heard of it. It's an okay movie, bit like depressing, but that's what you get Oscars for nowadays. Michelle said that she was on her way to a case management meeting for Joey. And on the way there, Ariel Castro passed by and asked if she wanted a ride. Michelle recognised Castro as one of her friend's dads. And on the way to the meeting, they stopped by 2207 Seymour Avenue. 
Castro offered to give Michelle a puppy for her son and once inside the house, Michelle was imprisoned and restrained and endured years of torture. A really sad thing about Michelle's story was that her family members believed she was so distraught about Joey that she had chose to run, chose to run away. And in 2003, she was removed from the FBI's database of missing people. How, how horrible would that be to, like, no one's out looking for you? Yeah, that's that's so sad. But when I was having a little, like, read about Michelle's story, she wasn't, like, close with her family. Her family were dicks. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I get a family of dicks, but, like, even the FBI was, like, oh, reasonable then that well, she'd just run away. When she went missing, she was actually homeless. Alright, so this is something that's sadder and sadder than that. Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, I think a family member had also molested her as well, so she had, like, quite a, like, strained relationship with her mother and bringing partners into the house and things like that as well. For the next seven months, Michelle would be chained up for days on end and be subjected to horrific sexual abuse and rape. Castro would go on and tell Michelle that he was a sex addict, like that was some kind of fucking justification. Like, yeah. I'm a sex addict, that gives me the right to rape you. No, I guess meant I'm a sex addict, so I have the right to abduct people left, right and centre. I get will do what fucking, I want to do. Just get Tinder, like every other sex addict. No, this was like early 2000s, so Tinder... What did people do back then? They E-hi? definitely didn't steal people. Well, not according to Ariel Castro. Just mm. like, sex addiction is an actual addiction, it's a, it's a thing. But, like, those treatments are than abducting girls. Why don't you just pay for prostitutes? I'm not Castro. Ariel, mm. may, like, Ariel may not have had the money. Yeah, maybe. I suppose. He's a fucking dick either way. Yeah. At no point have I argued it wasn't a dick. He's saying he's a dick. <laughs> how dare you, Jade? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Michelle, Castro would get her pregnant five times throughout the full captivity and when this happened Castro would starve her, beat her, throw her down the stairs, throw her against walls until she miscarried. Because of this it would leave Michelle unable to carry a baby of her own. Michelle would spend the next 11 years of her life at 2207 Seaman Avenue in this living hell. Yeah that's quite horrific. It's incredible to think all this was happening back in 2002 when the only thing that I remember was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake breaking up and his music getting way better because of it. Did it really? It absolutely did. She was she was bringing him down. Was he still in NSYNC at the time? I think he was maybe in NSYNC and then I think he went solo and that's when he started working with Timberland. Yeah, I quite like that stage. Like, like Crimea River was that one? Yes, yes. Only good song I can remember about Justin Timberlake. Really? Wait, there's a one he's in with 50 Cent. Ale Technology. Yep, yep. Ale Technology. That one, that's pretty good. Yep. But yeah. Well, you were not meeting the Disney thing as well. Yeah, they were all, him, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera were all in the Mickey Mouse Club. Wow. Disney, (laughs) you you really just quite the crop. (laughs) Yes, they do. And if they don't produce it, what do they do? They buy it up. Mm, That's so true. Yeah, you're Disney way. Amanda Berry was Castro's second victim. Amanda was born on the 22nd of April, 1986. She also grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. She had a job at Bunker King and debated if she should call in sick because her birthday was the next day. 
Well, what did that believe? Yeah, uh, absolutely, hundred percent. I don't think I've walked a birthday in a while now. I don't think you've lived your teenage years if you've not phoned in sick for work. Uh, exactly, it's seen that as like it's your first job. So that's that's what you do now, isn't it? Like phone in sick and like complain about, oh my god, it's such a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> Working for money. <laughs> you know, and um, the Big Bang Theory where Penny, Amy, and Bernadette decide to go to Disneyland. And like Amy phones our boss like late night, <laughs> pretending to vomit to kind of plant the seed, yeah. and she phones in sick. <laughs> That's t- I would do that. <laughs> so after her shift, she was walking home and noticed a car following her. He offered her a lift, and again she recognised him as a friend's dad. It was Aero Castro. Amanda Berry was the second girl to be abducted by Castro, and this happened only a few short months after Michelle Knight. He lured them in the home by asking her if she wanted to come in and see one of Castro's daughter. We didn't live there, but Amanda didn't know this. That's strange, right, though? Yeah, but so his wife had actually already left with the family in 1996 when they got divorced, so they lived somewhere completely different, but I just assume no one knew that. But that's like eight years? Yeah. So you don't know where your friend lives for... Well, maybe years? maybe they were still going to the same school and just never came up in conversation, or maybe he was just like, "Oh, you know, she, this is her weekend here or her day here." Yeah, or that, she's staying that, here. that makes sense. Kind of thing. That makes sense. Very mm. cool. I get yep, that. Yeah. So after entering the two-story house, Castro said that his daughter might be taking a bath, and Amanda said she would wait where she was. Castro then started to show her around the house. Just pointing out that if I went to my mate's house and. And my dad was like, she's just taking a bath. I'd be like, right, cool, get her to text me or something later. Bye. To be fair, I don't think I've ever once went to my friend's house, like, with their parents. Them going, oh, come on over. Maybe I'm just overly cautious, but I generally didn't like that. Like, friends, parents, do you know what I mean? One of my friend's parents took me home one time because I was drunk. Like, to my own house, just to make that clear. I, I understand that. But generally, see when I had a phone, mm. like back in like an old phone back in the day. Back in the day. Back <laughs> in the day. Like I just thought it was customary to text your friend when you were outside. So yeah, like you wait outside for like, outside. Or around, at the corner. Like you I like, still do that. Hey, I'm outside, you wanna come get me? Yeah, I'll be there in two minutes. Make sure you're outside. Like I generally try to avoid as much conversation with parents parental figures as possible. Really? Yeah. Why? Just don't like talking to people. Right, well that seems fair enough. Exactly. So, he then took her upstairs and showed her something strange. And that strange thing would be Michelle Knight sleeping on the bedroom floor in front of a TV. Get get out now. Yeah. Like, get out now. See, this isn't... Like, I get that he's a guy, he's an authoritarian figure towards her. But everyone in my alarm, like, again, I can't really speak to it because I'm a guy as well. So my alarm <laughs> thing will be going, right, Bill, bye! <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But I think it's that thing, it's like, oh, it's your friend's dad, you want to be polite, and you're just like, oh, that's a bit strange. I'm so happy that I'm rude as fuck. You are rude And that would happily just go, your house smells like shit, I'm away. Wow. I know. Wow. Like, I would make up a mere offensive thing than... Hey, you've clearly got her as a prisoner. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, yeah, your house smells on my way. Bye. Sorry, I'll that also says be what I came here for. Sorry. Yeah. So what room is your daughter in? Is she also chained to the fucking wall? <laughs> <laughs> so he then took her to another bedroom, which was really dark. Amanda described this to be more like a closet. He took her in, asked her to take off her underwear, 
and she became Castro's second prisoner. Holy shit. I know, that's pretty hot. See, I think, like, you need to remember, like, what is she, 17? Mm, day before her 17th birthday. Day before, like, that's... You're still a child then. Like, you don't understand that stuff or the concept of... He... When you trust somebody, when they're at age, you trust them implicitly. Yeah. Rather than you, you don't realise that people have faults. Yeah, You've exactly. Mer- yeah. Especially your friend's dad. Yeah, exactly. That they should be just, safe. They're a dad. They're like my dad. They take care of people. Yeah, like, they should be safe. But anyway. So, Castro then took Amanda down to the basement. He tied her wrists and her ankles and then put a belt over the tape on her ankles He then proceeded to put a helmet on her head and told her to be quiet and don't make any noise and he would take her home. Castro left the TV on and switched off the basement light and Amanda would scream into the night, somebody help me please. No one would. Amanda would spend the next 10 years at 2207. I don't know why we need to say the address. I'm just going to say Seymour Avenue. 2207 Seymour Avenue. I don't know why you meant to say it every time. People know what it is. I'm just saying that's what it is. Mm. Have you ever felt creeped out by a friend's dad? Yes. Really? Have you? Yeah, well, not me personally. I know someone that's felt creeped out by a friend's dad. Ooh, tell, do tell. Ooh. And then we'll, we'll circle back to mine later, right? Alright, okay. Because you're usually a juicy. It's not that juicy. It's just like one of the friends that I knew that I went to college with she, I thought she had a really really beautiful name I'm not going to mention her name obviously Smart. but when she went to her friend's house her dad was there uh, I, I don't really know why but he asked for her full name and she gave it and then he's like oh sounds like a porn star name and I was just like that's nasty now I was also like I think means a little bit funnier right okay so like I was at a friend's house and we were playing Wally. What friend? <laughs> Your friend. The only friend? <laughs> no, no, I've got like I had other friends and then I cut them out. Oh, right. Because, okay. like, you know, people are really hard luck. Yeah, yeah. So, playing Wally, do you know what that is? No. You oh, no, wait, ball, when you kick the wall against the wall. Kick a ball off the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep, the yep. person who can't kick it off gets it. So, then somebody's dad comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the person's name, obviously. Yeah. And, like, stop that. Like, all right, cool. Is that? F you, are you giving me back chat? I was like, what? <laughs> so, I'll give you a scalped ass. Like, I'll hit you with a golf club. Because there was a golf club there. Okay. And he was like, get out of my name. I was like, <laughs> so I just threw a golf club out and walked away. <laughs> oh, I swear. get over my name. I know. He's got, I was like, fuck it. I also repeatedly called him a pedo as I was walking away. Because in my head, that's what pedos did. Took you in the back. Pulled your trousers, skipped your ass. Oh and now you know. Get over money. Get over money. It was that way. Did you ever have friends like who had really old parents? Like ab- abnormally old? Yeah. Um, like, because he was 60 yep, and yep. he was 10. Oh, that's yeah. Really that's old? That's weird. His wife was a bit younger, though. Explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, okay. Well, I accept this story. So. I can only imagine how Amanda would have felt seeing Michelle Knight on the floor, like in front of the TV. I wonder what she was watching. I don't think it's important, but like, so what? I don't mean like that way. So the reason I think what was she watching is because they used to let them watch the news and watch their families like make appeals for them on TV and things like that. So I don't know if maybe he limited what they watched so that it would hurt them more. See, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When when you say that, I I immediately went to. 
wonder what her Netflix is like. And then no. I realized she didn't have Netflix. She didn't have Netflix. But yeah, like... That's clearly just sadistic. Yeah, but I, that's what I mean. I think yeah, it don't gets the really pleasure like, out. to it and make them watch that kind of on repeat. Imagine how horrible that was seen with Michelle as well. Because no, else. yes, and then see nobody with them, and then he used to try and make the girls jealous of each other. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, well, their parents are still looking for them. Nobody's looking for you. What yeah. does that tell you? Well, Michelle carried a, a picture of Joey in like a, like a purse or a bag or whatever it would have been. And he actually took the photo of Joy from her and ripped it up in front of her and said that she wouldn't see her son ever again. Just truly, like, distraught. That's not the word I'm looking for. Again, like, so he says he's a sex addict. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sect addicts do- doesn't mean, you know, a creepy, sadistic cunt. Mm, it does in his case. Yeah, so true. So we're now going to talk about Ariel Castro's third victim, and her name is Gina De Jesus. Gina was born on the 1st of April 1990, again in Cleveland, Ohio. And she had a close family, and she lived with her parents and her brother and sister. Uh, Gina had to walk to school every morning, and this was about 40 blocks 
and obviously we don't work in blocks here in the UK, so I had to Google this, which is like two miles. To get to school. Back and forth. Every day. Every day. It's a good like half hour walk. That is a lot of exercise. Half hour, 45 minute walk. Yes, it is. Would you do it? But it's gone to school, you don't really have a choice. Uh, like, I used to get the bus to school, right? Out of laziness. And it was only two stops. You're a lazy shit. In primary seven. You are such a lazy shit. Yes, I am. Like, two stops. That's like Two what? stops. And this is the a thing, five right? five minute walk. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing, right? So, obviously, again, people that know me, I am small-ish. Above four seven, though. Thank you. Again. Thank you. Um, so, it was obviously, I was a lot smaller back in the day. So, I used to just, just like, get on the bus for free <laughs> for two stops. <laughs> Yeah, I think they thought I was like what? a lot younger than what I was, even though I was like 13. Boa. <laughs> but yeah. see, when I did get in the bus, it was like 40 pence, so it didn't matter. That's, that's great. I know, inflation, eh? On the day of her disappearance, Gina had walked to school like normal. Her mum had given her one twenty-five, a dollar twenty-five, a dollar twenty-five, yeah, to take the bus home. But she brought chewing gum and soda for the shop instead. I've done that. What did you normally get from the shop? Eh, it used to be like sherbet. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Sherbet, sherbet actually, because you could get them five peas. Yeah. So you could get like five sherbets and then the pound, you'd get an everlasting gobstopper. Oh, yeah. That's all they were the, the good stuff. best things. Like, that'd be a five-day treat. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, like I said, I used to get on the bus for free. So when I was in first year, me and my friends, you know, what's your name? I'm not going to. We used to walk home from school anyway. And we'd always stop off at Mr. Singh's, like the shop, mm-hmm. and get, wait for it, five ice poles each every time. And then as you walk along, further along, you get to like the chippy, and you go in and you get a pizza crunch. And then you go home and you get your dinner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we live in Scotland. How can you be eating ice poles? I love ice poles. I love but- them. There's a good chance it was like minus something outside, yeah, or pissing in the rain. Yeah, no, but there were like five pence ice poles. Again, it's not the price that's concerning me. I just it's really the, like ice poles. Oh look, frostbite! Yay! It was great. I don't. I like. It is what it is. Okay. So while walking home, Ariel Castro offered Gina a a ride. Shocker. There wasn't any witnesses to Gina's abduction and her family worked continuously with the police and the FBI. Gina was only 14 when she was abducted. She would spend the next nine years tied with ropes and chains and these would cause her bones in her neck to fuse together, causing her restricted movement. Like, that's with her her entire life because of that cunt. I get a bad neck from, like, the wrong pill. I can't even imagine if you had, like... Your bones fused together. I can imagine being chained up for nine years. No, me neither. Gina said that Castro had put a bag over her head when he raped her, and this was because he knew her family well. So, this is the thing that bugs me, right? Is he says that I am a sex addict and la da 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 da, and poor me and fucking all that bullshit, right? But then he's clearly got some form of conscience that he doesn't want to actually look at her because he knows her family. And he actually went to one of those candlelight vigils for her and hugged her mum and asked if there was any update on the missing person case. That seems like that's so disgustingly sick. like fucking that 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 can't con can't vocalise how bad that is. Like to go to the mum and go, Have you found her yet? 
No. no. Like, to see somebody that distraught and you be the person to cause it, have the fucking cheek to go and see them and go, hey, found your daughter yet? Because I've got... Yeah, like, exactly. disgusting. Absolute scum. Yep. So who was Ariel Castro? Well, to tell you this, we need to dive a little bit into the background for himself. He was born in the US territory of Puerto Rico and he worked as a school bus driver for 22 years. 22 years as a bus school driver of fucking kids. The way you say that there seems really strange, like bus school driver. School bus driver? There you go, school bus Holy driver. Holy shit, is that something back to front? You said bus school driver, I was like, that bus does sound driver. terrifying. <laughs> He's in the bus and he's driving schools. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I said that back to front that full time. I've wrote it right while I'm reading that. So anyway, so the people that knew him described him as an average person that you wouldn't even look at twice. Castro was married and had three children, but his former wife moved out of their family home with the kids in 1996 after suffering years of violent abuse from Castro. Castro's son Anthony gave an interview to the Daily Mail admitting that he was also subjected to this abuse and because of this the family went close with their dad. Would make sense. Like, yeah, real, absolutely. Real, like the children always say to the, the mum and especially in this case that makes sense. Yeah, The dad exactly. was highly abusive. Yeah, of course. In 2005 Castro was accused of attacking his former wife. She suffered multiple injuries including broken ribs, a tooth knocked out and also a blood clot on her brain. A fucking blood clot on our brain. Like, I don't, I don't understand why in two thousand five he didn't go to jail. Well, in two thousand and five, where you had like Michelle Knight and Amanda Berry. He had all of them in two thousand five. Oh yeah, all of them. Like I don't know why he didn't go to jail in two thousand five. I don't know why he wasn't like his house wasn't set up so like some kind of court thing was raised against him. Yeah, no idea. Because that's definitely serious assault. So. What were the police doing? She might have been too scared to like come forward though. I think like if that's public knowledge, just need somebody to say. Yeah. It also reported that Castro tried abducting his daughters several times. Red flags right there. Again, why was he not? If he didn't have a custody agreement or wasn't allowed to, sure that's something the police should have like brought with him mm. or investigated about or talked to him about and said, hey. Kidnap your kids. That's not on, mister. Well, could you imagine if they were like, oh, yes, supervised visits in your house, and he's like, don't go upstairs. Or in the basement. Or anywhere, really. Or just a porch. Let's just stand outside. Just kids, just a porch. Let's just stand outside, thank you. Castro laid the blame for his crimes on the FBI for not investigating the abductions properly. He also believed his addiction to sex was responsible for his actions. Yeah, because that's what to do. Blame I don't get the. I'm blaming the people who were supposed to stop me because they didn't stop me. Maybe I should have went to the FBI and said I was doing this, but really they should have caught me. Exactly. I don't get that. It just sounds fucking stupid. Exactly. Who, who would do that? <laughs> he said, believe I am addicted to porn to the point that it really makes me impulsive and I just don't realise what I'm doing is wrong. What I'm doing is wrong. Like, he watches porn so he doesn't realise what he's doing is wrong. Like, you're stealing children. How can you not realise that's wrong? He put a bag over Gina's head. How does he not know what he's doing is wrong? Bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's clearly a lot of shit. Like, 
it's again like he's not got much of a defence. So I've always he's not got a exactly. Defense. This is like see when a defence only takes a case and then they need to like can put together this web of utter shit. How do they do that? What a technical term. Yeah, yeah utter, that's what it is. It's just a web of bullshit. Today, Mr. Kershaw, we're going to look at your web of utter shit. I like to. This is how we defend you. It was leprechauns. Take me, take me through your timeline, please. You're a sex addict. Rather than getting treatment for that, you instead abducted children. Surely the jury can see that that's that's a problem. Exactly. So he also said, "I'm just sick. I have an addiction, just like an alcoholic has an addiction. I'm not sure what the detox process is for a sex addict, but I just don't think it's the same for alcoholism or drug addiction." Just don't think it's the same. Again, like, he says this, I have an addiction. People seek help for addictions. Did he at any point do that? No. No. And he's not a sex addict. He's, like, a sexual sadist. He may be addicted to that, but it's not the same thing. That's not sex. It's rape. He's a rape addict. He's he's a rapist? Yeah. Well, I'm more concerned about this. One, nobody apparently ever visited. Two, that he was abusive to his wife. Nobody ever said or did anything about it. Three, that he tried to abduct his daughter multiple times. Four, just so many red flags. Like, just so many crazy red flags. I think there's only so many times you can keep someone out of your home when when they keep visiting. Yeah. It's to the point where it starts to get that weird way, like... Why are you not letting me come in? Yeah, like, what's happening I wonder if anyone ever thought that. Yeah, like... Another really strange thing for me is, as well, like, he would do all this stuff in the community and all that stuff, but at the same time, he would never go, oh, do you want... Like, he was in a band, so it wasn't like he was an introvert. He was a bass player, right? Yeah, it wasn't like... See, you can get that way where, like, you don't live in your house, but you're very closed off. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, sorry, I'm a house helmet. I don't go out and meet people and interact with the community, so nobody wants to come visit. It's, I can't imagine being an extrovert and still... No, you can't come to the house. No, you can't. I wonder what it was like before he abducted the girls. Yeah. Did they not also have, like, all these windows boarded up as well? I don't think he had them boarded up, but I think there were all, like, curtains and things like that, like, so no one could see in. Again, the girls were in, dark, were in the dark quite a lot. See, again, like, did nobody go... Well, your curtains. Are... It's a big oh. house. It was like yeah. two or three story house. Yeah, as well in America, like when like a property is like strange, they they don't have people like a proper like, like housing right. thing. Yeah. So like guys, there's a house near us, right? And yeah, so it's definitely we definitely think someone in the house every time we walk past. Them. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's one of those ones where you walk past and like everything is just the same. Nothing has changed at all and like what the three years that we've been together no 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 because remember there didn't used to be a white van parked weird shaped yeah yeah and that looks like it's got bullet holes yeah and then we came past one day there's a white van parked weird shaped and the thing that's really strange about this house i don't know how we got on this tangent but the, the thing that's really strange about this house is all the other houses in the area look lovely yeah they're all really nice it's lovely house murder house lovely house lovely house but then the murder house has like bars on the windows and things like that, and then the top, they like so it's like a, a dormer bungalow, and like the upstairs has it like boarded off and the windows are boarded off. The reason that I got into this like topic is because when things are like a bit unusual about how a house looks, like people notice, mm-hmm. like so if the curtains weren't ever open and things like that, like people notice that kind of thing. Yep, I get that. On the sixth of May two thousand and thirteen, Ariel Castro was out running errands. 
Amanda made her way to the doorway and started screaming for help. Angelo Cordero and Charles Ramsey came to help and managed to break down the door. When Amanda walked out, she was accompanied with a child. After the women escaped, they were taken to the nearest hospital and received treatment. They were released to the families a few days later. Amanda went back to her sister's home. Michelle refused to see her mother and went back to Gina's family home with her. So when the girls actually came out of captivity, Michelle found out that her son Joey had been adopted through another family. That must have been heartbreaking for her. I know, but he was in foster care already, but I'm assuming she wanted to fight the case. Yeah, so when she was actually abducted, she was on her way to a case management meeting trying to get herself back with Joey. So she was trying to fight that, and then well, he's been adopted now. So I watched an interview with her um, on whatever channel it was, and she said that she's just not going to... Like being touched, she's just going to wait until he's a bit more grown up. I can understand because it would be really difficult to explain to your son what's happened to you. Yeah, exactly. But I can imagine like coming now, like 2020, he's probably approaching 18 or he's already hit 18. So yeah. So he could have met her. Yeah, exactly, like, but you just don't know. And all that's really sad thing that happened with this captivity was like, I'm pretty sure Amanda Berry's mum passed away mm-hmm. like, before they had found her. Yeah, exactly. So she actually went on a show, I think it was like the Montel Williams show, like back in the day. And there was some, like, fucking acclaimed psychic, like, Sylvia Brown on there. Can I just jump in here? Psychics aren't real. They're completely fake. If you believe in psychics, you're after your tits. Yeah. So, anyway, <clears throat> there was some psychic on there. And she said to Amanda's mum that Amanda would be found dead in water. And then Amanda's mum, she passed away a few years afterwards. That's horrendous. Can you imagine that being the last thing, like, you hear? Oh, that's a heal. Oh, that's the last imagine, image, image, like, yeah. thoughts, sorry, thoughts, like, that you would have your daughter, that she's dead. Yeah, exactly. But in reality, she's alive and comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And then, could have. even after that, so Amanda's mum started, like, kind of starting to almost move on with her life, like, giving her stuff away and things yeah. like that. But she was still very adamant that she was out there and still handed out flyers and tried to do her best. But I think it's maybe just, like, more of a closure thing, like, try to mm-hmm. just move on. But she passed away a few years later. Really sad. Yeah, I know. Yep, it's a shame. So, of course, after this, Castro was arrested. He was then convicted and sentenced to a lifetime in prison, plus 1,000 years. That's crazy. Damn! Like, that is... It's also pointless. Like, you would think lifetime covers it until you're dead. Are they then going to hold the cops in prison for a 1,000 years after that? Maybe. That'd be funny. Yeah. That'd be quite amusing. He pleaded guilty to 937 criminal counts of rape, kidnapping and aggravated murder to avoid the death penalty. He hung himself in prison a month after sentencing. But, as Jade's going to say... Oh, right. I didn't know we were going to put this in here. So, yeah, so he hung himself a month after, or a month into his prison sentence. And then, and I think it was like the 10th of October, the same year, like this report came out saying that they weren't sure if it was actual suicide and um, there was kind of some signs of it being um, ah, sh- um autoerotic asphyxiation. asphyxiation gone wrong. Which would make perfect sense for a sex a self-proclaimed sex addict who yeah. needs to do more extreme stuff to get himself off. Yeah, but then like another report came out from like the ME and things like that and they said no, no, it was definitely suicide because he had things like the Bible and family pictures and stuff that surrounded him. So who really knows? That's a shame. I prefer if it was actually that one. <laughs> yeah. So where are the girls now? Well, as of January 2020, so earlier on this year, Michelle Knight 
legally changed her name to Lily Rose Lee. She found love and got married. She's now in the process of starting her own non-profit called Lily's Ray of Hope to support victims of child abuse, domestic violence and human trafficking. Not much is known about Amanda Berry in 2020, but we do know that both her and Gina graduated from high school. We hope that both her and Jocelyn are well. As for Gina, she was given the quinceanera that she never had. She also co-founded the Cleveland Family Centre of Missing Children and Adults in 2018 with her cousin. Gina and Amanda co-wrote a book, A Memoir of Survival in Ohio, which was published in 2015. Yeah guys, so that's the story of Lily Rose Lee, Gina De Jesus and Amanda Berry. We wish them all well and hopefully they're just living their best lives. And that concludes this week's podcast of Chilling and Killing. John, you got anything you want to add in here that's fancy? Obviously, I wish them all the best, but not really fancy, you know. Uh, no, I, no didn't, I didn't have any bajazzle planned. Or no like la-di-da. Any, like, ne- ne- no la-di-da. No prevailed. la-di-da. No. But anyway, but, guys, you know the drill. So like, subscribe, share, Instagram, Chilling and Killing podcast. All your support, we really appreciate it. And until next week, take care, guys. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ruby Frankie was known by millions as a very tough mom. That's exactly the way she wanted it. The social media star amassed a huge following of supporters and detractors alike, preaching the values of strict discipline. But you'll learn in a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus how the small empire built by this momfluencer crumbled the moment her 12-year-old son escaped their home and called 911. Wondery and Law and & Crime bring you the new podcast, The Rise and Fall of Ruby Frankie, which explores the allegations of starvation, torture, and emotional abuse leveled against Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt. Learn about the family's path to stardom, the depravity investigators uncovered inside the home, and hear in-depth analysis of the ongoing criminal trial. Listen to The Rise and Fall of Ruby Frankie exclusively and ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.